Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi there, welcome back uh, to episode two. So like with every episode, we're going to um, start with a little chat just to check up on each other um, as we're both mums and women living life, dealing with life, we thought it'd be nice for you to just uh, have a little insight into into us as people and hopefully that helps you to um, relate to our experiences. Um, and then today's subject is going to be the language around sobriety, so perhaps pre- preconceived ideas um, and how we've um, thought about and how we've used different language um, that we've found through various sources to help us uh, make sense of this sometimes scary uh, subject. Okay, so um, Kate, how's it going? Um, yeah, <laughs> We've had a, we had a little chat, didn't we, earlier on, and we both had sort of um, kind of a bit of a morning. I, um, yeah, yeah my, my son uh, found out he didn't get into uh, his the secondary school of his choice, and this caused like a, a meltdown of kind of nuclear proportions that I kind of wasn't quite prepared for this morning. And um, but you know, finally got him off to school. But yeah, it's a bit of an emotional one, um, yeah. shall we say? <laughs> I'm all right. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, my daughter, she's just gone off um, to Germany for nine days so um yeah i kind of didn't realize how anxious i was about it actually um but i've had like a tension headache for two days and didn't really sleep last night and um yeah it's not easy being a mum so uh, i'm sure she's fine she's got her phone we'll see but yeah it's a certainly a different step i mean she's only 11 so there we go i'll look forward to going back to bed oh <laughs> No, we sort of talked, didn't we, earlier? I, I, sort of that, that kind of bittersweet thing about them taking their own steps and then us as mums, every time they take a step, you have to let go a bit. And it's um, mm. it's all part of the rich tapestry, I suppose. But it is, um, yeah, <laughs> we always said it's not for the faint-hearted. <laughs> Definitely not, yeah. At least we're not hungover. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um Let's start with our subject then. Um, so uh, we chose this subject um, because I guess uh, f- both of us are people that are fascinated by words and language. So for us, um, getting the language right of who we were without alcohol was really important. Um, you were saying that being you know, sober was a really scary kind of concept at the beginning and not very appealing. So uh, what what you what was a sober person or what did sober mean to you uh, before you decided to give up drinking Mm. well sober sort of meant very serious and boring and I thought about um I I visualized people sitting in some kind of chapel in the 18th century being really serious and like you know when they had bought in it was it Cromwell that bought in laws about no one was allowed to party or (laughs) do anything fun yeah so it was kind of that it was yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't some something I wanted to identify. It didn't feel very happy. It didn't feel very fun to me. Um, so that's where I was. What about you? Um, yeah, I mean, I think there was that that kind of dull, uh, sort of um, staid, boring, the end of fun. I guess it's like <laughs> a death sentence. 
you know that once once it was made then that was it kind of life was over it sounds ridiculously dramatic now that I know that that's not the case but definitely I was like I can't sober like I can't be sober can I yeah yeah so there's that sort of I think and it's it's a kind kind of common thing isn't it that kind of sober equals boring and I think Mm. that the, the other things um I had a real problem with the whole of it, really. So there was the sober, and then there was the language of sort of the, the labels addict or an alcoholic and stuff. And the, the whole thing felt very heavy, actually. It felt very serious. It felt scary. And, um, and yeah, so that, that it had a weight to it that I... And, I mean, obviously, it's a serious subject, but but it, it, almost, um, it was almost exclusively like that and almost really off-putting as a result mm. for me um, I think it is that comes which, which we've talked before about that kind of binary um, sort of idea that you're either an alcoholic or uh, you are everybody else which is a normal drinker and um, that's certainly not the case and and so if you're looking at this choice it's like well I, I don't associate with you know that um, that extreme so who am I? Mm. And and if you if you're trying to make a, a change in your lifestyle or trying to make a um, uh, yeah lifestyle choice, uh, then you need to be able to to see yourself within that, and um, and that's why it can be quite difficult to sort of say okay, I'm going to be this person, but who is this person? And I don't want to be that person. It sounds really boring. Um, and so there are certain things that you discovered or I discovered that, that helped. Um, for, for me, it was uh, I read the article written by Holly Whitaker um, of Hip Sobriety, which... Um, who we always want to call Holly Willoughby. We might as well get that in now. But it's Holly, not Holly Willoughby, it's Holly Whitaker. It is Holly Whitaker. <laughs> I was hesitating. I was like, is it? It's got to be right. Um, yeah, because there is Laura Willoughby, who is uh, the 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 uh, person who set up Club Soda, which is another sober site. Anyway, um, and she wrote a um, a really interesting essay about um, rebranding sobriety, and um, she's taken the TT teetotal um, as her kind of her word, which is like she didn't nothing else fit, so she was she quite liked its kind of um, <clears throat> sort of um, retro um sort of element and and there was this whole kind of movement of getting tattoos with tt um which i found really interesting and i kind of was like oh yeah you know i can yeah maybe that's it maybe i'm a teetotaler um so i kind of took that for a while i was like right i'm gonna be a teetotaler and for you i think it was af that you felt more comfortable with at the beginning Mm. well i wrote um a piece uh, a blog like quite early on I think um so obviously it was kind of this it was really important um and it was looking at so I was I actually like used to look around the web for kind of definitions or like where I fit sort of thing and the other thing that I that came up uh, was straight edge and I remember kind of kind of looking at straight edge and thinking oh and then thinking no that that it was it was a bit too like hardcore it was like I like I had to have lots of tattoos and mm. almost like be a surfer and a really really hardcore and be into metal 
and then I could be straight edge. So I was like, oh, well, I'm just a, a mum living in the South of England. I'm not sure if I qualify as straight edges. <laughs> I might want to be. Um, yeah. So I think then on Sober Easters, you know, we talked about alcohol-free and AF, and that just seemed to kind of fit. And then I liked the kind of stay So We used to sign off saying stay safe to each other with a small S, big AF, and a small E, and that just kind mm. of seemed to be quite catchy and nice looking after each other. So, yeah, and alcohol-free also... It just meant free from alcohol. It didn't mean that there was... It's like Holly Whitaker <laughs> said, you, you know, the only label you need is your name, you know, and I really liked yeah. that idea that actually, you know, and it's all, it's just to choose. It's It can be your choice. And I, So, yeah, so alcohol-free yeah, like, for me at that time, yeah. Yeah, I like alcohol-free too because it kind of, well these days you know you go into the supermarket and you've got your dairy free aisle and your gluten free aisle and you know that's that's a choice perhaps because you have no other choice because you're allergic but also you know for a lot of people that's a lifestyle choice you know to be meat free uh, and so when I because I wasn't uh, I went back to drinking for a while and then when I came back to sobriety last year it was like it really was a personal choice it wasn't made out of any desperation um, the first time I got sober, I was a bit more desperate to stop drinking. This time was really like, this is what I want for my mental health and for my family and uh, and for me. Uh, and so alcohol-free had that kind of just like, yeah, this is this is nothing more. And you don't need to ask any more questions uh, other than the fact that I just don't drink and I choose not to drink. Mm. So I think that's quite a nice one. Mm. But we chose Love Sober, so... Yeah, and we talked about that, didn't we? I think that, uh, you know, that language can change along the way and, and sometimes things fit, just as we're always growing and changing and language is sometimes some things fit and sometimes some things don't. And it's just, I suppose, that that whole thing of for so long it just was a label. And so yeah. I think coming to it knew you, there is still that, uh, almost rite of passage with it. I see it a lot like when I when I see like new people coming onto this the forums that I use that that this that this language thing and this label thing like comes still comes up quite a lot so it is obviously mm. still quite a big thing for people do I have yeah. to call myself an alcoholic you yeah. know and the other word that didn't work for me was recovery because that was the second thing. It was like, okay, I know I'm sober, but people keep calling, saying that, uh, talking about recovery. And, I, and for a while, I kept going, I don't actually know what recovery is. What kind of, what mm. is it? Like, I, I'm not hooked up to a hospital bed. I mean, and I have read. I'm not, you know, entirely clueless. I've read around it. And I know that the medical definitions of, of it and in terms of a kind of an addiction treatment. But mm. again, I was like, well... Well, I remember someone writing, they wanted to use the word discovery instead of recovery. And I loved that. I was like, wow, you're just changing two letters and replacing them with three. But what a different meaning, you know. It yeah, was yeah. like a journey of discovery rather than I'm recovering from an illness. So again, that felt much more empowering to me. Yeah, and, and I think um, this, is, this is why this conversation is so important because um, obviously... Uh, everyone is different and you're going to be approaching this from different things so if you're you know sober curious or you're just starting out in this kind of world of, of non-drinking um, you know you need to find what's right for you and and for some people you know I have friends that I have quite a 
nice community in, in America through Instagram. And, and I know for some of those, you know, calling themselves an alcoholic is empowering to them because it's it's giving, you know, what happened to them and, and the terrible things that they went through and how far and how desperate they were. And it gives it gives a weighting to their experience, you know, and, and for me, that's absolutely fair enough. And, and for them, you know, they are very much recovery in recovery. And that's something that's that's valid for them. Um, and I think that's why we wanted to have this conversation, because, of course, um, you know, that is great. And but that only used to be that choice. It was like you're either, you know, an alcoholic and then in recovery or you were supposed to be a normal drinker. And our experiences haven't been like that. And, um, you know, I think we've both come into criticism perhaps that we're in denial about our our you know our drinking and we'll talk about that in in future episodes but um for us there was this gray area which came before you know out being an alcoholic um but you still want to have a place and you still want to be valid and you still want to be able to give up alcohol because if you don't feel like you um you know you have a place and you, how can you say okay I don't want this in my life so and hmm. um, that's why language has been very important I think for, for both I of think us. that language has come about as well uh, as there has been the support and the forum available to mm. have the conversation the language has almost come out of that hasn't it um uh, I think so um so yeah to be able to kind of discuss it and go well actually there's quite a lot of us saying and what is it and let's ask those questions I think perhaps that could be quite intimidating as well for people that are new to these kind of forums or new to to these different worlds of 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 sober people because there are a lot now and you know there's I mean there's uh, a lot on on Facebook and and they people tend to have little sort of um pseudonyms for each other uh you know like not soberistas it's your isters and sobros and for ages i was like what's a sobro and they took me ages i was sober brother you know and then i know um the on club soda they call each other you know bubbles i think it is um there's another one uh based in america where they call each other penguins and it's just like um but it's just a way of creating i think a community around you but you have to kind of dip in and test until you find what works for you. Um, and certainly I think if you're in that uh, that hesitant uh, area where you're not sure and you're kind of on the edge and you're curious but you don't know whether you're going to jump, um, finding kind of um, language which you you can um, feel valid in is, is, is very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I would, never say, I would never say that like, you know, I... I was addicted to alcohol. I, I say like I had a problematic relationship with alcohol mm. because that's that's what feels. Just. Yeah, I think that's um, that that's important. Like when I got to grips with that, um, the the idea of it being a relationship rather than a label, I could ask different questions about how it was feeling and how I was relating to it rather than what am I and then a kind of a list, a sort of a, a tick list. A sort of quite a dry tick list and I was like mm, this isn't quite making can I go on to something actually you've just reminded me I wanted to come back to um I have I have a couple of friends friends in the fellowship as well and I wanted to say that as well this is no criticism of 
of that the language of addiction because obviously for some people it really really fits and is incredibly useful and you know big respect um but like as mandy you've said it is about sort of having a choice and support being available for people who who don't necessarily fit that mold or or Mm. can't access that who 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 fall through the net i think who who could fall through the net and then something really bad happen and end up further down the line so i think it's all about having this language word that is more accessible to you earlier perhaps um but didn't didn't you say that that you know when you you first started kind of questioning your your relationship with alcohol you were kind of told to moderate by mm. by your gp so was that right yeah yeah it, yeah it was and and i again those sort of the, the tick lists and stuff didn't kind of it didn't really fit so mm. i think it's moved on a lot you know that was pre-soberistas it was sort of you know before the the what we in the teens <laughs> the, yeah. uh, you know so um but i i think also for for me um we were talking about you know i i didn't want to I didn't realise how important it was at the time, but I, I wasn't being flippant about the language and going, oh, I'm not that bad, I'm not an alcoholic. I wasn't being arsy about it, but it was yeah. like, actually, this is really, really important to me. Just because I haven't got all the wheels fallen off the wagon yet, this really is, I can't get on board with this, I can't sustain this unless this is feeling real for me. So I have to choose language that fits for me and that empowers me so that would that was my my thing and I also needed something that was fun because I wouldn't I didn't want to do something that was going to make me miserable (laughs) it was like you know you can say that that's quite um you know vacuous or something but it's like look it's true if that's what motivates you know people are you do have their different personality profiles as I'm learning about at the moment and so to find something that is in keeping with your values Language is a good, kind of a good indicator of that, isn't it? It's like the kind of words you choose, say say something about you. And it's just like, look, if it's feeling good for you, if it's feeling like actually that is a good fit for me, then you're allowed to. I think that's always saying, isn't it? That there's not this prescribed sort of thing that you have to fit. It is yeah, is say- what what worked for, for us. Yeah, you were saying that, you know, um, uh, that it didn't fit with your values what were the values that it didn't fit with oh yeah so that i suppose my values all throughout my life have been i've been really into kind of health and uh and a sort of transformation and journey and i've been quite spiritual and um yeah i love that kind of empowerment but sort of being inspired and choice and you know all these things they really light me up they make me really fizzy so i had to kind of choose language that that was about choice and possibility and growth mm. and so that was very important to me um other people might that might not be quite the case but i i very uh, it was very important to me yeah, what about I mean, you felt, and what what yeah. was the, the 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 language that resonated with you well um something that i really sort of latched on to and really loved was that the when i kind of when, when I heard people talking about it and I started talking about the, the fact that being sober is actually really rebellious because I'd kind of been a really kind of hedonistic teenager and um, you know my my family is quite quite my left wing and uh, it, it was the sort of that idea of you know kind of 
rebelling against the state and you know and living your own life and making your own choices and and so then when you're kind of approaching sobriety it's like wow that's like hitting a brick wall you know that doesn't make any sense at all but then if you kind of uh, reframe it and look at it in another way it's like well actually you know everyone's drinking and everyone's doing it without even thinking about it and they're being led by marketing and advertising that's everywhere um, and making a choice to not drink is actually super rebellious so that was mm. great for me because it was just like I'm a sober rebel I'm a sober rebel. <laughs> yeah, rock star. <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. But, you know, it taps in that kind of, you know, perhaps my insecurities and wanting to be cool or whatever. Like, I had to find my way mm. within it. To, but to you made it work for yeah. you. You were aware that in your personality there was, you know, the, you know, they talk about compliance and defiance. And like, I suppose mm. we've all got some kind of mix of that. And if the kind of defiant strain for you was stronger that's great there's nothing wrong with that just you made it work for you that's that's all yeah that's all you know, good isn't I love it? Going, so I love going to parties now you know and staying up I don't do it very often and to be fair I kind of avoid them but when I go and when I'm in the mood you know I I, I want to stay up till three in the morning you know just to prove the point that I can still party and have fun <laughs> yeah. even without you know without alcohol so I think yeah you have to you have to find that that way of of uh, maneuvering through it and and you know part of the reason why we're doing this is to say that you're not going to lose who you are just mm. by stopping drinking you know um that's that's a real myth that we need to sort of stop completely you you are completely still the same person mm. the only thing you're you don't not, do is you don't drink yeah you do not else. life terrible. carries on <laughs> yeah with no feel terrible the next day so so why, you know, because we've come full circle, haven't we, almost? So sober being this terrifying kind of sitting there with, you know, in prayer and kind of feeling <laughs> really guilty and not ever having fun again sort of view for me. Yeah. So round to embracing that label again. So why, how come you've come, where, why is sober working for you now as a word? Well, two things really. I understood that actually there is part of me that's very serious and some, someone that likes control and that's part of my personality uh, and perhaps why I, I did tend to drink was because I, was, um, I, I, I wasn't sure how to deal with that kind of seriousness within me. Uh, so it was a good lubricant to kind of make me chill out and like, you know, lighten up, you know, I'm quite a heavy person. And, and now, I, you know, I understand that that it's okay to be that person you know there's good qualities mm. about about being me you know I've got a lot of more self-confidence through being sober which has enabled me to kind of you know like myself more and so sober doesn't mean boring anymore it just means in control and something that that's something that I actually kind of need but at the same time it it's empowering and freeing you know it's uh so it's clarity yeah. rather than dumbing it down and, and numbing it out so for me that's very positive so I think we're nearly out of time yeah we are aren't we so uh, we decided that out of uh, at the end of every episode we were going to do two things we we're going to give a tip of the day kind of related to how we were feeling and also um because we're running the hashtag reasons to love sober we were going to give a reason each uh, why we love sober today so what's what's the tip of the day well I think 
we you know here it's still kind of really really cold and we've had difficult mornings as mums haven't we and I and I'd kind of like to do kind of a bit of a shout out I know everyone's kind of dealing with something and just that thing to look after yourself today and maybe do something nice for yourself you know take your foot off the gas a bit and just yeah a, a little nod it turning inwards to yourself and go you know what do I need today what would make me feel I know that I need to do that I need to go what would make me feel better today and that's probably not do too much and not take on extra stuff and not try and maybe not try and fix it all you know my son has got to go through his own kind of process with getting his head around his secondary school you know and let people have their own growth and be aware maybe that that uh, you know that thing about there's some things we can control and some things we can't you know and we can't fix everything for everyone oh that was a long one wasn't it i just shall i just go on a bit more what about you mandy tip of the day um <laughs> well my personal tip of the day for myself will be to go to bed early because i'm absolutely exhausted um but yeah just try and um be kind to yourself and there's nothing wrong with the uh, with self-care and looking after yourself and it's something we'll talk about over and over mm. again but it's hugely hugely important it's essential it's essential yeah um what about the uh, the reasons to be um we, we it could be reasons to be cheerful there's reasons to be sober reasons to love sober reasons to love sober the reason to love sober today uh is because i had to get up at 445 um and I could never have done that if I'd been drinking mm. last night. Totally. And you? Um, because I had to be the emergency frontline rapid response unit for emotional first aid for a massive meltdown first thing this morning. And that required quite a lot of resource and energy. And, you know, I, I, it made me put my my best foot forward even though I, I wasn't like a ninja but <laughs> at least I could do my parenting to the best of my ability and I feel I feel proud of that yeah okay well that's a good way to end so again you know a, a nod to if you're if you're immediately concerned about your drinking obviously you can visit uh, drinkaware.co.uk and also um talk to your gym talk to your GP and in the, in the meantime have a good week and we'll catch up with you next week for more chats.